Let's jump right into today's episode as we meet with Greg from Sheffield Group and Worldskiz alum Jed Sparks as we talk about welding, fabrication and steelwork. Welcome team. Thanks for your great introduction, Brenna. We're joined here today by Jed Sparks, who is a World Skills competitor from 2014. I believe, Jed, that you won the gold medal there that time. Yeah, that's right, Greg. I um, competed in Perth at the national competition and won the gold medal for construction steelwork. That's good. So how did you find your way into construction steelwork? Just through TAFE, really. Um, I was approached by one of my teachers and... He felt I had pretty good skills and that I'd do well in the competition. And, and if I won the regional competition, I'd be able to progress to the national competition. And it's actually odd because I was also approached for the welding competition, which I did mainly in my trade was welding, but I'd already sort of committed to the construction steelwork competition, even though I hadn't done a whole lot of fabrication in my apprenticeship. And yeah, so ended up doing that and did quite well. That's pretty awesome. So going from welding to then construction steel, what would have given you the skills to go on and get that gold medal? That's a fair achievement. I mean, I think I I sort of probably had a lot of natural ability. When I was at school, I did graphics and a lot of sort of technical stuff. So I just had natural ability on that side of things. And then when I'd won the regional competition, I was told that I had the best marks that they'd seen in in eight years since a mate of mine had had come through and he'd he'd actually competed nationally and got a silver medal so leading up to the national competition I sort of I was quietly confident but I'd also trained a lot I, I'd shuffled my work week around so I'd only work four days a week and then trained yeah. on the fifth day of the week for about three months in the lead up to the competition and put a lot of effort into developing skills that I knew I needed to get better at. Well, wow, that's awesome. So would you did you turn to your mate for help with going through that, ask him for a bit of advice to say that you could go one better and get the gold? Yeah, a little bit. He did help me a, a fair bit. Just a lot of it to do was with mental, being prepared mentally for the competition at the national level. It, yeah, that was something that I was a little unsure about and, and he just helped, helped a lot with that. So could you tell us a little bit about what it's like to compete at this level? Like obviously... Um, any sort of competition, you've got some fairly elite, you might say, sportsmen competing against you, tradesmen, tradespeople competing against you. Yeah, what's it? What's it like to put skills into like this into practice rather than what you might say is um, you know, sporting skills into practice? Is it much different? Yeah, I, I mean, I just took the competition as it came, and and um, probably the hardest thing was all the spectators that were at the national competition. It, it's a little un- it can be a little unnerving having so many people watch you. So how um, many people would be there? I think over the three days of the, of the competition, there's something like 20,000 people come through the venue, so there's there's a fair few people. It's a fair stadium, eh? Yeah, there's a fair <laughs> few people kicking around. But it's, it's just one of those things you sort of have to zone out of that and zone into the competition. And and the training is, is one thing that that really sort of helps helps with that so that you're prepared to compete at that level. So in doing all that, what do you think do, having done this has given you in your, like since since you've um, competed, what has this done for you as a, as a person, as a business? You've got your own business, I understand. Yeah, that's correct. Um, 
I mean, without world skills, I, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to start my own business. And when I won the national competition, I was too old to progress to the international competition. But I was given a, a scholarship, a BBM scholarship, to go to the UK for a leadership program and work experience. And I sort How long of did you spend there? I, I was over there for about eight or nine weeks. Um, the leadership program was was a week and a half, and then I worked in a, a place at a place called Barn Shores, which is the largest rolling and bending factory in the UK. So I worked on some really big machinery and and whatnot. But yeah, it was sort of without world skills and and having that opportunity to go outside of Australia, and then just sort of just the opportunity to progress. It, I, I wouldn't have probably had the confidence to start my own business and develop in the way that I have, I would have probably gone a completely different direction. What was a big influencer in getting you into an apprenticeship to start with? Obviously, apprenticeships, you might say, aren't such a big thing in Australia. We, we seem to have a what they call a skills shortage. But apprenticeships are really the lifeblood of our manufacturing, aren't they? What got you into that? Yeah, so, that, so that's an interesting thing as well. I um, When I was in high school, I actually had a I was involved in a Head Start program to go to university for engineering. So I did two university courses while I was in high school and that gave me guaranteed entry into into uni. But at, while I was there, I sort of felt that I would become a better engineer or a better, a better sort of high-end person in a company if I started from the bottom. And I decided to take a gap year so I wasn't going to be a broke uni student, basically. And and in that gap year, I, yeah, I sort of looked back a little bit more and realised I'd rather get a trade and sort of work my way up towards that engineering side of things. And I, like my personal belief is, is that that's where a lot of people should start so that when they do roll into those roles in their career where, you know, they're engineers or, you know, or higher end people in companies, they've got experience from... Like they've got real real life experience from lower in the company. They know how to treat people. They know how to solve problems, and they know how to be a leader. And I, I believe that's how how people's careers should progress. That's interesting. I I actually share that with you. I have quite a bit myself to do with the education industry, but um, have my experience in what I do currently as a sales and marketing director for the company has been. I started on the floor as packing orders, and I can still go out today and pack an order. Yeah. Get it away, even though you know, we've got eighty plus employees. I yeah, can still that's right. Associate with the guys on the floor as easy as associate with a managing director of a large company. I think those soft those skills that you learn hands on are critical. What would you say to someone that's starting out now? You've kind of touched on that. You know, coming out of school, no discredit to universities, they're very important in our world, but um, someone that's coming out to do this, you'd recommend that they got some real hands-on experience and TAFE's a great, or well, world skills really is a great way of taking you to the top, is it? Yeah, most most definitely. Like, like I touched on before, it's uh, when, when you, the only job that starts at the top is digging a hole. You know, you, <laughs> you so you, you really should start working in industry with people that are sort of on the ground and then progress from there is, is my belief. I mean, obviously, there's that could be more leaning towards the manufacturing industry, but some other and some other industries, the only way to sort of get into them is, is through university. But, but as for industries that have trades at the, at the sort of 
entry level, I think it's a really good way to to get in and then and then grow from there. So, as a um, what's your biggest challenge since joining the industry? What do you feel that has been a real hurdle that you've overcome? I think my biggest hurdles have been mainly just to do with with running my own business. I've always enjoyed the the technical side of things when I was working as an employee. I've always enjoyed the hands-on side of things as well, but the yeah, when it came to sort of taking the step to to start my own business, I, I probably wasn't as prepared as I thought I was, and that's where it's been quite challenging having to put on so many hats and and juggle so many things. I share your challenge, but um, on that, what do you reckon could have prepared you a little better? I don't think there's anything that could have prepared me any better. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I, I think um, it's its its own complete learning curve running your own business and, and I don't think anyone can be prepared for it until they've done it. So um, how do you see companies like ourselves, Sheffield Group, are they, do you, do you find they're integral to the support of these things like World Schools and... Yeah, look, I, th- I think um, World Skills definitely needs to have partners in industry and past competitors and, and everything to keep promoting World Skills, especially sort of down at the grassroots level where you've got young competitors coming in. And prior to that, you have people that you're trying to get into the trades because, like you say, we, we are in the middle of a skills shortage and we need, we need more people with, with technical skills to continue building our country. I think that's, that's critical. So someone coming through to compete this year at the 2020 Nationals, what advice would you have for someone coming up? They've won the regionals or they've placed well in the regionals. They're coming through to the Nationals. Come prepared for anything. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure how much I can sort of say, but I'm part of the design team for the next competition and uh, we're changing things up a little bit, so it's going to be exciting. Um, but yeah, they should come prepared for anything. So head out and see Jed at Sparks Industries Australia, and um, he might give you a few tips. You I'll, reckon? I'll tell you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. To, I'm a judge, so I've got to be impartial. Impartial, but yeah, you can come and try. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just buy a Ute body off him. That'll instead. do. It. <laughs> Okay, so Greg, what's your background within Sheffield Group and, and how did you come to be where you are today and um, what's your involvement with getting Sheffield Group involved with World Skills? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Well, Sheffield Group is a family business, so it was started by my grandfather. My father came into it and I've got a few brothers and I actually started working within the business when I was in about year nine, just part-time filling in in year 10 i did my first sales call yeah great and ran my first marketing program when i left school i decided i was going to go into construction and within about six weeks of working in the construction industry i realized i couldn't do anything to influence the sales of the business so i went back to my father's business and um started on the floor as a warehouse manager or i should say the one and only warehouse person at the and doubled as doing marketing at the same time. So I progressed through the business. I did a lot of training. I studied marketing through TAFE. I decided uni wasn't for me. And then I've done a lot of um, sales training, more 
the psychology of selling. Yeah, okay. So I studied. And then I've developed to become the sales and marketing director of the business. And we've got 10 sales team on the road, six sales team internally, and a marketing team of six. And so I'm actively involved in looking after them. But what got us into the world skills side of things was from my interaction in the education industry, I had taken a lot of interest in training people to be business ready, life ready. And we were taking two or three interns each year. So they were doing three or four weeks with us through the year, training in just general business skills. And in talking, sitting down with our marketing team, they said, well, we're doing this. Why aren't we supporting something externally as well? It would help our get our brand and products known by the apprentices. So we did a bit of research and spoke to a few organisations and World Skills seemed to be have a really good program and they were going in the direction that we thought, which was taking younger apprentices and lifting them up, elevating them to the next level, giving them a challenge. And that's what we love to do in our business. For instance, our younger salesperson is 18. He goes out on the road seeing customers that are probably three times his age and he's doing an exceptional job. We believe that in our business, it's the young people, the young girls, that really make the difference. Yep. In our management team, We've got three in the management team that are under 25. So one's a customer service manager, one's a, our office manager, and it's made all the difference to the business. It's bought a, And so we said, well, how can we transfer that out into the, into the market that we're dealing with? Yep. So our brands also, we try and have a bit of a youthful brand. Ossaw is one of our brands in cutting, so saw blades and stainless cutting blades and aluminium cutting blades. Yeah, I use some of your stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. But there's a bit of fun about it because it does stuff that other products won't do. You might say, how can a cutting tool be fun? I guess it's what we've tried to put out there, but it's a youthful brand, yeah, not just useful. Yeah, good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's a bit of a ramble. (laughs) So, Jed, how how does competing at World Skills, how's that changed the perception of a trade as being just something I do with my hands every day? How does, how does that impact the way people think? Yeah. World skills brings that element of excitement into it, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I personally believe that the best part of world skills is the competition. It's, it's the part of something in competition brings out personal development. People want to do better just as being part of the competition. So even if you don't win, the competition at world skills you're going to get something out of it you're going to learn something about yourself you you're going to learn new skills you're going to make new friends it's it's world skills and i think that's probably the most valuable part of world skills is the is the competition as much as world skills is really focused on you know on promoting trades and and growing all the other sort of side of things i think the competition plays a huge part and it brings in a lot of talented young tradesmen gets people interested in in trades it's good to see that a young that a young person coming through can actually have something to strive for within a within their trade of their choice they can actually use this as a platform to put themselves up there in lights a bit like a an elite sports person or an elite 
these people doing all these life skills challenges and all the rest of it. This is a this is a challenge that puts the trade up there in lights. I yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's right. And as well as that, like a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes work that goes into the into the competitions with developing new projects for each each year. You can't just continue reusing things. So you have all the people behind the behind the scenes that prepare marking scales and prepare all the designs and and develop it so that so that every year is improving and it really does sort of elevate the competition elevate what world skills is is doing by doing that as an employer and you have you would have maybe one or two apprentices how important is it to support these apprentices in taking themselves further into this world skills competition what would you say to an employer Yes. So, well, when I competed, I was very lucky in that um, my employer was supportive and I worked with them to shuffle my work week around so that I could train in the lead up to the national competition. And as an employer now, to speak to other employers, I think it's really a a great opportunity for young kids and every employer really should support their apprentices coming through because it only helps only helps their business as well it's uh, everyone should uplift everyone else it's there should be no negativity employers really shouldn't try and make it hard for somebody to compete in world skills because it is so beneficial for the apprentices we've seen it in our business where we've promoted the idea of extra training extra you might say the person taking themselves further give them some time out of work to do that and it repays you tenfold most definitely you get that the young sales guy that i was talking about we helped him do a business sales course and he's repaying us already within six months of finishing i think there's that quote that you know what if i train the employer and he leaves what if you don't train him and he stays yeah that's right that's exactly right, and yeah, like you say, if you if you put the development into your employees, that they will repay you tenfold. And as I said before, the the competition that World Skills runs it promotes the self development, and you know then you're not trying to provide motivation to an employee; they're providing motivation to themselves because they want to improve themselves and become better so that they can can compete on. A national stage and an international stage you know and then when it comes to the international stage then patriotism comes in where people they're basically an olympian for their skill if they're employed by you imagine the publicity around that yeah I, and i mean I, I wouldn't be interested in the publicity i'd, I'd want to see them grow and win yeah. a, a national or an international competition you know it's not so much about the publicity it's more no, it's you know it's about benefit well this is this is true yeah so, Greg, you mentioned that you're involved in a state school quite heavily. Um, how do you think that you can promote trades and skills through the school system? Interesting question. I think any form of competition, getting down to the um, getting to the student level, there's got to be a bit of there's got to be some publicity around it. I think that these, um, you know, to think that they can go on and do something that they can show excellence in. Many kids would be sitting there in year 10 in a careers room thinking, 
I'm not going to do that because that's just where I'm stuck for the rest of my life. But you look at a world skills competitor like yourself who has gone on, won something, gone overseas, had experiences that you would never have any other way. I mean, to work overseas, I think, is a unique experience because you actually get ingrained in a culture of a place. It's an awesome feeling. But then to come back, start your own business, you're the master of your own future. The sky's the limit. Yeah, most definitely. And and without something like World Skills to promote that in in trades and whatnot, it doesn't really give, you know, without that opportunity, a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that. And I'm quite thankful for the opportunities that World Skills has given me, both directly and indirectly, having competed. So I think if there's if if there's some way that we can get this that we can get a message out to the students of today to say that you know don't think of a trade as just another form of school think of it as a as a career as an opportunity and then that trade you get into something you get into a competition like world schools and it can take you so much further than you ever thought most definitely it's been awesome talking to you today, Jed, and great to hear about your journey and the success that you've had. We'll um, be following you in the future. Hope that you keep going from strength to strength. It's awesome. I appreciate that, Greg. I've enjoyed speaking to you as well, and uh, thank you to World Skills for, for having us and hosting this podcast for us. It's, um, it's been really good. Big shout-out to Brenna for bringing us along and helping us to um, get this publicity out there. Well done, World Schools. And there we have it. World Skills Work It Out Season 2 done. We will be back soon with Season 3. Make sure you follow us on social platforms at WorldSkillsAU to stay in the know. But until then, thank you for listening and bye for now. <laughs>